Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. Hi, my name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 49, and we are talking Shantae for the original Game Boy Color. We're getting there, aren't we? We're getting close to number 50. Oh, so close. If you are new to the show, hello. This is going to be a shortened version of it. I am on my final week of my holidays, I am coming back for episode 50, and I'm coming back with a bang, and I am so excited. So this is going to be just a shortened version, when we're just going to be jumping straight into the show. There's going to be no survive or die, no news, no 16 bits of nonsense. So I do apologise if you're here for that, new people. The show does usually go on a bit longer, please listen to the back catalogue. But this time I'm joined by Mr. Sick Jake from the Breast B to Cancel podcast, and we had a good old natter about Shantae. This is one of those games where I keep saying I've never played before, and I get, because of my guests, they come to me and say, can you play this game? And I, I always thought, yeah, Shantae, and I had good fun with this. It was a good little game. I managed to blitz through it really quick. I think Jake was a bit surprised how quick I got through it, but I loved it, and I now want to play more Shantae games. I will be downloading them and putting them on my Switch, no doubt, and it was good. It was For what it did for the Game Boy Color, it kind of really pushed it to its limit with some of the things it did. And I really love the character designs. I love their personalities. Platforming was, wasn't the best, but when it came to like the world itself, absolutely loved it. Before we go into that, I just need to do the plugs for the final time before I get back. Okay, so if you want to help support the show, you can do so in a number of ways. If you're listening to this on wherever, Spotify, Google, wherever, please give it a five-star review. Please give it a comment when you say you like it, say you hate it, because it really helps that algorithm get me up there. If you're on Twitter, please follow me over there, and then basically every time I put a post up, you can basically share it, because it really helps reach new viewers. If you want to help support the show financially and help me get a little house deposit together, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash retrowars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC, where I'll basically talk about bigger things in gaming. I could do a ranking episode, absolutely anything. As a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 22, where I talk about my sickening backlog so far. Another one I've been really surprised I haven't cracked on with and even opened is Near Automata. And I know people are like, fuck, what the fuck? That fucking game's awesome! I said, I know, it's meant to be really good. And the music's incredible from it. I love the music. I listen to the music all the time and I've never even played the fucking game. But it just looks really good. I just don't know why I didn't pick that one up. And that was episode 22 of my horrible backlog. And for next week, I will be doing my gaming predictions 
for 2023. Yes, it's the big one. So that'll be coming out next Friday. So what else do you get for your money? Well, you get access to our own Discord. We're trying to build our own little community where you can say whatever you want. You get the chance to message me one-on-one. As I said, you get all episodes of DLC, currently 22 episodes, all there ready for you to listen. You get the chance to write in and take part in all of our games and all our letters for the week. So it's 16 bits of nonsense, survive or die. You can comment on our games for DLC and for this week. And I'll butcher your names. Now, I can't butcher your name in the moment because I'm currently away. But if you do join Patreon at the moment, don't worry. I'll still give you access to everything. I can do that stuff from abroad. Right. That is enough of the plugs. We can move on to Shantae. I said it was a game I'd never played before. And I'm so glad to, for Jake for doing that. Um, I really appreciate it. And I said, he's got a good show. Press Beta Cancel is a great show. Him and his lot talk about video games similar to us. But give them a follow. Give them a like as well. Now, Shantae is a game... I will now want to follow. I want to follow the other ones because the animation is significantly improved going forward. As as you can imagine, it goes to bigger, better consoles. But I loved it. I love Shantae and I wish she was in Smash. I think I've said that now. I think she should be in Smash Brothers. I think her personality would absolutely fit. I think her moveset would fit and she'd be a great little solid little fighter. But that is enough of me ranting. Let's get into it. So I'm going to turn the music on. And when I come back, me and Mr. Sick Jake are going to be talking about Shantae, which first came out for the Game Boy Color on June the 2nd, 2002. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning once more to the show is our friend from the best... Best, best, best. I can't even get my words out this morning. Press B to cancel podcast. Jake, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me back. Oh, well, mate, it's, it's a bit of pleasure having you for the Link's Awakening. But you've, you once, you've come with a game that I've never played before, and I like it when guests do this because I've never played Shantae, an original debut for the Game Boy Color. And why did you pick this one? Well, you know, keeping the theme of, of Game Boy games that I love... Uh, this is definitely a one that I did not play as a kid, and I don't think many people did it. There was only 20,000 copies. This is a late release for the, the Game Boy Color, and I yeah. think it's, I, I would argue to say it's a hidden gem for a lot of folks that may have missed it, and it's something that I really hope people play it. Do you know what, when you said there's hardly any copies, yeah, there, there barely isn't any. I think if you try and get a copy, it's so expensive. Like, it's a fortune to try and get one. I I'm not going to lie, I didn't play a legitimate copy because there was no way I was forking out Shame. that much money. <laughs> How fucking dare I? I there, was, um, I was... The, there was a re-release on the Switch uh, last year, and uh, I think it's it'll probably come to Steam at some point, but they did do a package re-release. Limited Run Games did a physical copy, which was nice for a game like this, which many people did have an opportunity to buy physically, but yeah, I'm... I did not play this legitimately. I rarely oh. do these days for retro. For me, that's the thing. Yeah, my um, PS Vita just somehow again it just keeps getting sick, and all these magic games just appear on it. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, sometimes we just don't question why. We just enjoy enjoy what comes. <laughs> yeah, don't question how it happened. Just be grateful that it fucking did. But I said so I've. I know of Shantae, and the only way I know of her isn't essentially because of her games. It's because of Smash Brothers. That's how 
like I got introduced to the character because there was that big whole thing of oh, put Shantae in Smash Brothers, blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> and I was like, who the who the fuck is she? I've no idea who this character is. And when eventually she was put in as a skin of a me rather than an actual character, and people went meh. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. And I'm not going to lie, this this game has some problems, but I really enjoyed it. I had a good time playing this. Yeah, I think I think the reason reason like this is more not necessarily for this game, but for what comes later. Um, I first yeah. started playing this franchise with Half Genie Hero, which was 2016 or 17 on the Switch, and loved the hell out of that game. And it made me want to go back to the beginning and play the original Game Boy release. Because I didn't even realize this franchise started 20 years ago now. They have an anniversary this year back in the Game Boy Color, and it's wild to me. There's not that many games, though, are there? I think it's like four or five, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, there's five now, I think. They, they've had other ones they've wanted to release over the years, but they couldn't quite get the backing. They've, they're basically an indie studio, and publishing's hard. Certainly easier nowadays, but I mean, I've seen them do Kickstarters for previous releases, like um, Half Genie Hero had a boatload of DLC because of a wildly successful Kickstarter. Because I think sometimes, like you said it's like 20 years old, that you don't need to have a game coming out. Like, you don't need to take a Mario level to make the game popular. If you just produce, you know, in this case, five solid games, then people will love the franchise. Yeah, I think so. I mean, how many franchises out there, IPs out there, have that many games, right? Like, I know the hot topic lately has been Bayonetta, but that only has three games, for example, and people that consider that a franchise, whereas Shantae has five. So it's oh quite God. quite an achievement. And the Game Boy Color game is is all around a technical kind of like hurdle for this for this console. Like they did such a great job with the game. I mean, issues aside, and there are issues, but for what it is on the system that it's on, it's a pretty surprising title. Oh, do you know what though? Yeah, because I, I said I played it and it was so the it's a platformer, right? And when you see Shantae going like left to right, you can think, okay, that's like pretty standard platforming. But what I think you're meaning is the way it's like really goes above and beyond is when you go into the towns and the way that Shantae basically had a design changes from like this small little character to this thin, beautiful woman. But the way that she can kind of run into buildings and it's it shows depth of how like standing her character model goes into the building. I was like, holy shit, the Game Boy Color can do that? That looked great. And the animation is very fluid, right? Like there's yeah. many frames of animation, whether she's dancing and the hips are shaking back and forth, if she crouches, her, her butt wiggles. I mean, it's tongue in cheek. But there's a lot of animation in this game and it looks really great. But the, the one that impressed me is that it's a Game Boy Color game. It has a day-night cycle, which is wild yes, to see in a Game Boy title. Yeah, there's not many games that do day-night cycles. And it, like, look at, like, okay, we all know I like Pokemon. Big fan of it. But when it came right. to, like, Pokemon Gold and Silver, the day-night cycle was, it's day, it's night. Like, click, done. And But with Shantae, there was an actual... You know, the world changed in the sense of like, you know, the day, the night fades in. And again, yes, it was very well done. Rather than just click, it's it's nighttime. It faded in, which is beautiful. You mentioned about the um, the, the, the the sprites. And yes, yeah, she does have a lot of sprites, like her dancing, which you'll get onto. But yeah, the, the butt wiggle. I was like, why has her butt got a jiggle? 
What? Why is the butt jiggling? He's <laughs> just well. She's a genie, and you know genies do the belly dancing. That's the thing, right? It's definitely this is a character that you're gonna love it or hate it, but it's it's definitely that anime cheesecake style, right? Scantily yeah. clad, you know, magic. I dream a genie is what I keep calling back to, except she uses her hair more. Yeah, she definitely does have that design. But you know what? Like, so the the day night cycle we, was you mentioned about that. How that essentially works is at nighttime the enemy just becomes stronger, don't they? They basically yes. take. They they does it they hit you harder or they take more hits definitely more hits but do they hit you harder as well? They do. I'm pretty sure it's both that they're both harder to kill and they hurt more. Which is such a dick, such an absolute well, dick. Because some of these enemies are dicks. That's probably one of my my negatives with this game is it takes you a while. When if this is the first time you play the game, you kind of want to kill every enemy you come across. It feels like a platformer at first. Yeah, but what the biggest thing to realize is this is more of a Metrovania light, right? And there's a lot of exploring you do. And you actually repeat sections a couple times, not too often, but you do double back on areas several times. And if you take the time to kill every single enemy, every one of those trips to the screens, you're going to claw your eyes out. The trick trick is to kind of just skip the combat (laughs) unless you really want to like get gems or something. It is. That is it. Once you get to a point where you've got what you want, just skip it. And I was the same yeah. when I first started. I was fighting every single enemy I could fight. But then eventually I got to the stage and went, fuck me, this is long. Because like, they are long levels. They are. Like They might have three or four um, different levels before you get to the town. Because the towns, yeah, you are right. It's a better than a metrovania. The towns are your salvation. I think it's about five or six towns. And you want to get to there. Once you get to there, you're like, sweet, golden. I can relax. I can get my health back. I can chill out before I have to go back into the overworld again. But then you get to the stage, you're like, oh, fucking overworld. I can't be doing with this shite. And you just want to, like, run through it as quick as you can. Yeah, there's definitely... You want to avoid the combat. It gets grindy otherwise. And that was... there's There's unlockables that you can get in the game to make your attack stronger. But to get them, you need to farm enemies quite a bit for those gems. They're not necessary to beat the game, but it, it kind of forces you to do the grinding of the combat, which I didn't quite like. I'm all for like the dungeon fighting. The dungeon fights are fantastic, but that in between yeah. the the overworld, for example, that part, it gets a bit tedious at times. And it, but it's okay to skip a lot of that combat. When you get certain animal forms, it makes it easier to skip past those encounters if you don't want to fight them. Oh. Yes, yes, it does. And you did mention about like, yeah, the grinding. We'll get onto like the animal forms as well. Like, I found there's a point early on where you can kind of there's like three holes where snakes pop out. I just basically stood there and just waited for all the snakes to keep popping out continuously and just keep yes. whipping it back and forth. And I was like, okay, I got enough gems. They're not going to kill me. I'm in a position where I can just get all everything I want. It's not taking too long. But yeah, it, it does get grindy. Like they do have things you said in the overworld as well to make you stronger. Like they have like heart pieces. It's a fucking rip. It's a rip off of Zelda. They oh, have huge. like heart piece. It's a huge rip off of Zelda. I was like heart pieces. This is screaming Zelda here. And like all the dances are basically items from Zelda, right? The idea of that is basically opens up sections of the overworld or gives you a new ability or whatnot to traverse things. And it's absolutely a Zelda feel. And Zelda, by nature, is almost in Metrovania as well, too. Yeah, I always thought that. Like, you know what? When people say like Metroidvania and they never include Zelda, I was like, surely Zelda comes into this. Has oh, to. Huge. 
Yeah. I was like, I don't know why we don't put Zelda in the same thing because it's the whole thing you get a new ability and then you can explore new sections. Isn't that what? Isn't that what a Metroidvania game is? I was like, I don't understand why. I just never. It's like that is Zelda one hundred and one. Maybe we should just go more freaking Zeldas. <laughs> Zeldavanias, yeah. Zeldavanias. <laughs> now the main the, her attack Shante is she has magic hair. And she can whip it back and forth. And essentially, that's her attack. How the hell she doesn't ruin her neck? She must have the strongest neck muscles I've ever seen. <laughs> well, she's a half she... genie, you know. <laughs> well, the, she's a half, half genie. Uh, Jesus, like, she must have either concussion or the strongest head I've ever seen. Because she, she put some force into that head whip. Well, that's like the pretty much the only weapon in the game is her is her head and, and smacking things. And it's not and it's not one or two strikes. Uh, like you said, a lot of the enemies are sponges for damage. You have to hit things yeah. multiple times to kill them. Yeah. Like imagine if you saw someone coming to you and they start just head banging in front of you. It's like like some girl who yeah, there are girls who have that size hair. Just go and just start whipping your hair and just see how much you hurt somebody. Well, okay, I don't encourage people now listening to this podcast to go to somebody next and whipping them with their head because you're gonna pull your <laughs> neck muscles and I'm not paying your hospital bills. But she is Oh my god, that neck. She'd be able to lift everything. You gotta imagine too, for five games in this franchise, how come the bad guys haven't figured out the the ultimate weapon against Shantae is a hair clipper? Oh, imagine that. Do they just cut her hair and that's the end of that? That's the end of the Shantae games. <laughs> all done. Okay, it all finished. Can't complain. Shantae's done. Because I think you know what? She's an absolutely great character. I, I think what I like about her is that she apart from her design being great, um she's funny. She's spunky. Yes, yes. She she's got a lot of energy around her. I was like, I, I absolutely love her personality. Like she takes the piss, she shouts at people, but it's not like degrading. I'm like, this is an actual character I can really get behind. Yeah, definitely fun and unique, right? And that's the thing with that generation of games really back then was how do you create a character that stands apart from Mario and Sonic and all the rest, right? When this came out. I think it was 2000, 2002. A lot of companies were kind of doubling down on their established franchises and yeah. trying to go for a new IP was considered risky, especially one that they may have not made themselves. Way Forward, I want to say, is is has a backlog of ports they've done for other companies, and but Shantae was theirs. It was their IP. And finding a publisher to stand behind such a cool character was tough. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's you know trying to make new characters these days is hard. Yeah, like it is very tough to make a character to stand out. And essentially, when you're using a console, which in reality was on its way out, because the Game Boy Color was on its well on its knees, but it was it was moving on. And to come out with something this late, like granted, I think Shantae's popularity improved later on, definitely. But I think she's a great character, and I think like the side characters she has are absolutely fantastic as well. I think the new animations, especially that that anime feel she has now, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to look at Half Genie Hero and uh, the the sequel Sirens, they have uh, the full openings and the the soundtrack. They've kept the same composer for the most part for all these games, but they've taken that cast of characters that originated in this Game Boy Color game, and they've only expanded on it and just made it better. Right, they all look great. Like when I look at 
Risky Boots and, and Roddy Tops, and I look at the newer games, you can see the design and how it's evolved a little bit, but it's still the original. It's the original work from the beginning, right? But they they yeah. just expanded on it into modern look. But it's so classic. It's very iconic. Like these are these are characters to me that stand aside the big ones, right? When we say that it's now twenty years anniversary, that's up there, right? Mario's at what thirty five anniversary, I think, right? So to see something like this, I can't name any other characters from this generation, like Shantae's generation, that are maybe still relevant today. No. Of, I'm going further back, like with Mario Sonic and whatnot. Do you, do you know what I think kind of helps the characters? And like, I love, so Risky Boot, it's all it's all pirate theme this game, not really explain yeah. the plot, but we'll do in a minute. So Risky Boots is the uh, protagonist, no, antagonist in this game, female pirate. <laughs> if you look at her design, holy shit, it's just huge tits. That <laughs> she has got yeah, that's massive boobs. <laughs> Yeah, even even in the later games, that's again, it's that tongue in cheek, that cheesecake style. Uh, they don't shy away from showing off the cleavage. It's still a family fun game. Like I played this game around my kids before, but they definitely go and they're not afraid to show off some skin for no, again on are. Game Boy. Yeah, like I'm looking at Risky Boots now. Holy fudge, they are a set of boobies. Like let's just like a, a design is great, but Shantae is the same as well. Like, even Shantae going forward, it's like, hello, um, we'll make her as as attractive as possible. And like, to be fair, I sent you the um, the the end screenshot. I was like, why is she naked? <laughs> what? what? Well, I put it on tastefully she, nude, she, right? She's tastefully, I didn't understand why she was tastefully nude. I was like, I don't understand this. I was like, this makes no sense. I you know, was like... When you release a game at the end of the console's life, maybe Nintendo doesn't pay quite so close attention to what you're putting in the game. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. And if you want to see like what Shantae's design has gone through, I've just seen a picture, and it was on Google, and it basically is like a Shantae series perspective. And her design's great. Like how oh, she yeah. looks. Um, absolutely great. I can see why she's liked. Definitely, they've... they've Especially, I think it was from the third game, they've gone that anime route, which is the smart way forward. Because, yeah, she's a good-looking character. She's got good attitude. The side characters are good. Like, I loved... Was it... Um, what was the mate called? Uh, oh, Bolo. Yeah. Bolo. And he was, like, in love with Shantae. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> love with Shantae. Love with Risky Boots. And I was yeah. like, the way they did it, he's like, I think I'm in love. I was like, that's just that's just great. Well done. Like, no, and, he, and rather than, like skipping over it shantae's like shut the fuck up dickhead <laughs> well she's like very memorable, him. It's like right? no sorry yeah it's just very memorable character like designs and it's not complicated but it doesn't need to be they've they kind of mastered how to have just a couple notes on each character in the dialogue it's fun and it's playful but it sticks with you right like all the characters feel very unique in their personality yeah i like rotty tops as well like i love rotty tops she's a great the, the zombie she's great well, she's literally a zombie. Like, uses her leg as a skeleton key, right? Makes jokes about yeah, eating she brains. Does. They don't. She they don't does. shy away from it. It's funny. Yeah, they do. I remember the first time. It was like either you beat me in a race, or I'm going to eat you. That's basically yeah. <laughs> Rotty Tops. And again, yeah, Rotty Tops. I'm looking at all her designs. They've gone in that anime feel, the beautiful woman trope, and all. Why do all these characters have huge boobs? <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, I'm sure somebody will criticize the the skinny waist and the big boobs, but it's it's just that cartoon style, right? That's that's all it is. It reminds me of like Betty Boop or Jessica Rabbit, that kind of thing. Yeah, and the thing is, is I know we're in that that era at the moment where this gets sort of gets criticized, but it sells. It's not, it does. It's about yeah. making money. It's not about f- feelings. It's about making money, and I think I'd rather play. I love these designs. I think they're absolutely great. And yeah, definitely looking at. Rotty Tops from the th- is from the third that third game. That's when it goes more anime esque, yeah. and I think the first two are very has that like Western feel. But then from the third game onwards, it's very that Eastern feel, hundred percent. Yeah, like the first few titles are very very much pixel in terms of graphics, but then once they have the, the I guess the expanded ability to with later systems, they definitely go the more cartoonish anime style. It works. Yeah. I mean, it still feels like it calls back to the original, but it's definitely embracing a more modern look. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Now, I'll go through the plot because I know we, we were like we're only 20 <laughs> minutes in. We've not even said what the plot is. So basically, Shantae is a half genie and she is the protector of her little town. And her rival, Risky Boots, basically comes and steals a new invention, a steam engine. And basically wants to make an ultimate machine by finding the four plates, the tablets, something like that, element tablets or something. Right. Um, And then with that, put it in the steam engine, make it all powerful. And Shantae has to go off across the world to try and stop her. That's basically the plot. And through there, she meets loads of different characters, including like Rotty Tops, who's great. And she has to go to different dungeons. Now, the unique thing about this game, so there's nothing, like, revolutionary in that sense. I think, you know what is revolutionary, just before we go into, like, the dancing and stuff, is this game had a very, very Eastern Asian feel, like countries like um, India, Pakistan. It had a very, you could tell that was the feeling they were going for. Right, yes. Yeah, like the I Arabian Nights style of, of yeah. tune of it, her being a genie and whatnot, and the desert atmosphere for a lot of the, the environments. Although there's certain other environments as well, but it definitely has that flavor to it. But the, I thought the music fit, and the character, all like the supporting characters who just wandered around the town. I was like, wow, this is, if you're going to put which whereabouts in the world this game fits, it's 100%. You know where it fits. I thought it was great because I've not played many games in that area of the world, but. I was like, well, works, works. I know where I am. I know what this is based off, what culture it's based off. Great. And the whole thing with her becoming a genie is that she gets magic powers and she gets the ability to change into animals, which I thought was a really good idea. It's it's really interesting mechanic because for the most part, the, the animal forms do give you the ability to move in a different way, right? The monkey lets you yeah. climb. The harpy lets you fly. There's a spider lets you climb the background. It's neat, and that's what they do. But there's also unlockable upgrades if you explore. They're optional, but if you explore, yeah. you can unlock things like the spider spitting venom, so suddenly it has an attack, or the monkey has, I think it's a claw, and can attack. And it kind of it kind of diversifies things a little bit with what you can do with the animal dances, and it's, again, totally optional. Hang on. Hang on, what? The, the animals have attacks? Yes, if you can find them, yeah. What, what the fuck? Really? Did you Where? not unlock any of those? No! <laughs> No. Nah, so, so when we say this game is like a Metroidvania, that's where I think it comes into play because you had mentioned there's heart pieces. Absolutely, there's heart pieces spread all over the map, 
And yeah. if you double back on them with the animal forms, you can find more. But then there's also the warp squids, which let you warp around towns. That's hidden across every oh. map. So un- and then the animal forms. So there's lots of unlockable stuff if you had the patience to go back <laughs> and find them. You, hang on, right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we start going into the stuff you've just mentioned, where the fuck are these animal things? Where are the animal attacks? They're hidden in the overworld. You have to find them in the overworld. Shit. Yeah. Because that would have made this game a lot easier. Well, to a degree. I mean, honestly, the dungeons themselves can be maybe a little bit challenging, but the bosses are not really that big of a deal in this game. Really, all you have to do is exploit the the bosses with your animal form. The bosses are shit. The bosses are apt. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. The enemies and bosses in this game, apart from uh, Risky Boots, are terrible. Like, they're not good. They are not good at all. They are very, very forgetful. That's one of the major criticisms is like they are terrible. Yeah. I don't I don't mind the boss design so much. I think the first one with the big eye was interesting. The the final thing with the tank was okay. But they're not nearly as memorable as the supporting cast characters. No, one hundred percent not. And I think yeah, I was like just kind of just move on and stuff like that and do it, but the animals themselves were cool, like being in animals. So you could be, there were, was it five? There was the monkey, there was the elephants, which was a bit shit. The spider, a bit shit. Um, the harpy. The harpy, which was broken. Like once you get the harpy, you broke the game. That's Because that. if you're worried about traversing the world, it's like, ah, just fly over everything. It was like, done. But by the time you get the harpy form, though, you're kind of really are done with the overworld and you're kind of just exploring quickly to kind of get where you want to go. So it kind of lines up with the flow of the game. Yeah, it does. And I know there's another one called a Tinkerbat, which is like one of um, Risky Boots' little minions, but that was only on the Game Boy Advance. And I was like, okay, you were planning, you were plotting this, you bastards. Well, you know what it is though? So because this was interesting to me is the Game Boy Color, it was end of life when they were, this game was about to come out. but And they also couldn't find a publisher for months. Nobody would publish the game. Part of the reason why was the the cart itself. I think it was a 32 meg cart, which is just yeah. crazy for a Game Boy title. So expensive cart, brand new IP, and they're an indie studio. So they couldn't find a publisher for months. Eventually, they got Capcom to publish it, which is all well and good. But they had additional time to kind of look at the game and publish and polish it. And then when they realized that the Game Boy Advance was coming out and had backwards compatibility, they figured, well, we should maybe some kind of feature or add-on to take advantage of the Game Boy Advance if the player is using it. So they did two things. They added the Tinkerbat dance, which is just frivolous, but it's fun. And then they also made it so that when you're on the Game Boy Advance, the uh, the brightness of the of the game goes up a notch because the original Game it? Boy Advance was so dark. So it's kind of a oh, GBA God, feature. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, I had an original Game Boy Advance. It was a dark, dark thing. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's one of those you think you think you've solved the problem of having to hide under every light. Nope. No, 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 no. It was a dark thing. But I think it's great they were looking forward. They were already looking to the next console. Yeah, it's just a shame it just take took so long. But that's one thing we, we you know, it was the animal forms could be quite cool. The dancers themselves, because that's how she would do it. So if you pressed a button, Shante would basically start swinging the hips. Yeah. And in certain button combinations or movement combinations, she would basically... It's like a passcode. It's like, its the ocarina, basically. You do certain things, she'll do certain things. But whilst the ocarina was really fun to do, the dancers were a pain in the fucking ass. 
Well, there's two reasons, too, why it was a, a pain for me. Was One, you're not going to memorize those dances. Not like the Arcarina no. songs. You'd, you'd memorize those songs because they're they were memorable. You listen to the track, you kind of fit in your head. The dances yeah. are not memorable. It's the same tune she does for every dance. Yeah. But inputting them was a pain in the ass. Right? It's like DDR <laughs> in the worst way possible to get those dances inputted, right? Yeah, because you've got to get the – there's a pattern. You, you basically can't just go, like, down, down, up. You've got to go down down up because it's a beat system and if you don't get the beat yeah. system right it goes no do the whole thing again so if you're like fuck or if you've had a bit of drink which sometimes i did i was like fuck my coordination's out the way and i'm like fucking hell and the game doesn't stop when you do this shit so the yes. enemies come after you like oh for fuck's sake or like in a boss fight when you need to use a dance to beat the boss you have for i think it was the ice dungeon you only have a few seconds to kind of get out of the way of the enemy of the boss do the dance yeah. into the form you need and then go and go with it and if you screw it up <laughs> you, you're taking some damage. You are taking damage. For fuck's sake, stop making this so freaking hard. Like, yes, Shantae looks like she's having the time of her life doing this little dance. Like, do, 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 do. But again, if it's a boss feature, she's not going to be like, oh, let's have a dance. Let's have a smile. She's going to be shitting herself. Yeah, it was Ridiculous. It was the biggest shock. Again, I started with Half Genie Hero in this franchise. And in that game, the animal forms are present in various ways. But you just, it's a shortcut. You use the joystick to flick to the one you want. There's no, there's no dancing mini game like the original Game Boy had. It's definitely something they changed as the franchise evolved. Well, yeah, because look, I can't criticize it too much for that because they're all learning about this shit. I, I, I do get angry about it, but again, it's the first game. As I said, it wasn't present later on, so they obviously figured it out. So it's going to get a point for that. It's going to get a point. For, no, actually, does it get a point for that? Because it, <laughs> it realized it was a shit mechanic. We had to change it. No, actually, no. It's saved because the monkey's so good. The monkey is amazing. Freaking. Oh yeah, pretty much. That's that's the way you get through most of the overworld. Once you've unlocked monkey, because he he runs faster, you can get through most encounters very easy. And he jumps so damn high, and it's fun to play as him. It just without the uh, the weapon upgrade though, it's it's painful. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, you you fuck off. You... I don't know, man. If you if you're thorough with these these gameplays, you would have found them. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's got a point. Like, literally, all I used to do with the monkey was, like, jump into the air and pray to God I wasn't <laughs> going to get jump into a random pit jump. Because that was one of the main problems in this, especially, like, in the uh, the overworld. There were so many times I was blind jumping. I had no idea. Am I going to die? Because there were a lot of open pits in this game. And, yep, I fell into a lot of those pits. Oh yeah, that waterfall section of Overworld, which is quite early on, you it's a platforming game and they make you jump and you climb that mountain and then you you get to the top of the mountain and you want to make your way down and you want to just leap off and save yourself some se- seconds, but you're right. More often than not, if you don't know exactly where to land, you're falling in some water and you're dying. The genies can't so swim, upsetting. unfortunately. No, genies can't swim. Monkeys definitely can't swim. Definitely yeah. when you're an elephant, that, that thing's just going in. But it was like, no. And I think it was one of the problems because the screen was really close to Shantae. So often or not, you are blind jumping. Even normal platformers, like, oh, this isn't good. Yeah. Am I, um... And she sinks like an absolute stone as well. It's like, oh, my God, she's gone. There's no, like, you, you can see, like, ah, oh, fuck. I've gone. I'm dead. No, no time to wor- correct. The worst part for me for the, the exploring was there are certain enemies that are just big fuck yous. And it was right early on when you leave the first town, if you go left, which radical design, go left in a platforming game. You end up in a desert area and uh, there's uh, scorpion ladies 
Oh, and at, they're worse dicks. at night, but like they they're they shoot projectiles which track you. They home in on you if you jump. They take a ton of hits. They hit you like a truck, and they're big enough that you can't jump over half the time unless you're a monkey. And if you jump over them as a monkey, likely there's a pit. So you have <laughs> to kill you have to kill them, and that's the part where it bogs down. That whole screen section was the worst because those scorpion ladies. And there's other larger enemies and a mountain area that are, are similar, but not quite the bad as the desert. The desert was rough in the beginning. Yeah, the desert. Once you got the monkey, it becomes bearable. But without that, it, it's long, it's tedious. You often have to try and track, you know, try and like bait bait them to come down so where you can basically, you, you've got a level over them or you can jump over them. But it, right. it, wasn't, it wasn't good. And... You know, you you just like looking for the monkey. Like, please, monkey, help me. Like, often when I did these overworld <laughs> levels, I said, yeah, before I started, f- stop fighting everything. I just got the monkey and just ran. As like, I don't care if I get hit, I've got enough health. I'm just going to run and pray that I'll make it through to with half a ha- health, my, half a heart back to town because I am not getting involved in this shit. That's how I felt about the overworld, and I shouldn't feel like that really, but yeah, that just became the thing because these overworlds were so long. And you mentioned it earlier. There are about what's called a warp squid. So these are in um, dungeons. And in each dungeon you face, there are four warp squids that you need to basically kind of root out. If you can get four warp squids in each dungeon, you just go to any town and there's like a squid mummy and just give her the squids and then you can automatically teleport there by doing a dance, but you can get there, which is great. Yeah, it saves you a ton of time for sure. It does. The only qualm I've got with that was that those squid mummies are not good squid mummies. <laughs> well, when you have like more than 10 kids, what, what happens if you lose a few? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what happens? Well, no, she, her thing is like, are these even mine? It's like, <laughs> no, they're not. They're the wrong color. And she's kind of like, she even asks, are these mine? Oh, fuck it, that'll do. That, that's That's her mentality. So it's like, no, what? these aren't yours, but I've got four of them. That'll do. All right, in Squid Mummy's defense, let me tell you something. So last night was Halloween for, for us, and uh, my kids went out trick-or-treating with some friends. And it's a new place, new neighborhood. We got a lot of kids going door-to-door in costumes. And after, like, the 50th getting up off my ass to go to the door to give candy out to kids, somebody's, like, holds up a, a bucket, and I put candy in there, and they say, thanks, Daddy, and she ran off, and it was my freaking daughter. <laughs> my own daughter went trick-or-treating at our fucking house. So I couldn't tell the difference. They're all a blur to me. Uh, squids, children, they all look alike. I can't tell the difference at the time. All right, then. Okay, let's just flip that. So what did your daughter go dress up as? <laughs> uh, a ninja skeleton kitty. She's, she's okay, nine. A nin- this is a what ninja they do. skeleton kitty. So yeah. you're basically using the same role. If I somehow found another ninja skeleton kitty and then just go, oh, that'll do. That's mine. Pick it up and take it home. Done. Yeah. They're all the same. Kids are all the same. It's fine. <laughs> so if your daughter goes back, Daddy, no. No, I've got mine now. But Daddy, she's 22. Yes, yes. I don't see a problem with this. She's dressed the Let's same. Let's she's at 22. <laughs> I, it's pathetic mummying, but you you do need to get those squid. You do need them. They they be they make the game because I think yeah. Once you get to that stage, we're like fuck this overworld. Once you get them, it makes the game bearable again. Or well, not bearable. It makes the game. Oh, I can enjoy it again because if you had to keep doing that overworld, you'd, you'd lose your mind. I gotta ask though. Um, so there's one thing in the game. There's item shops in the game, 
Yeah. Uh, some of them item shops have unlockables for Shantae, different attacks and stuff, which I don't really bother with. But there's nope. consumable items as well. Did you ever bother with those? Um, I bothered with the health, and that was it. Because there's the vials, yeah, that give you health. Um, there's mm. also candy, which will warp you back to the entrance of the dungeon. I didn't realize how useful that could be until this recent playthrough. No, I didn't. I didn't have much candy. Um, I think I had like one or two, and that was about it. But most of the time, I just got vials. That's all yeah. I got was vials. And really, I think if I went through it again, I'd be probably know what I'm doing. I'd probably get more candy. Like I'd still, the moves are useless. Um, but I just literally just stock up more on vials and stock up more on candy because I felt myself throughout this whole game just going through low health the whole time and just yeah, praying to God I could smash a pot. It's it's punishing. Like when you take damage, you take damage, and it, there is health upgrades as you go. But it's not it's not like Zelda where you're gonna have twelve hearts by the end of the game. You never feel like you get a, a full life bar the entire playthrough. No, and the problem is, is like when you go through the dungeons, you don't feel as if like with Zelda, especially like now, it's like oh, there's a health. Oh, I'm fine. In this game, they barely give out any health. It's yeah. like fuck. Give me yeah, a chance. more often than not, you'll get like a single rupee or whatever they call the gems. Maybe you'll get five yeah. if you're lucky, but it's always a minor amount. It's nothing. You're like, I need a heart. Salt that. I need a heart. And this game, like these dungeons, they start off quite, you know, quite easy. But then as it goes on, these lab or labyrinths, they get harder. They get really hard and long. Like, fuck. It's, some of it's a great use of like, there's one with the, they use, you have to turn yourself blue. Um, and then you can do a blue puzzle or, oh, is it? No, no, you have to turn yourself blue and then you can move a red block along, like magnetism. I was like, or something like that. I was like, that's clever. Like, that's a yeah, good use of the blue red dungeon color. was interesting. Yeah. But it was like, the, the, even that was a long dungeon. And I just sometimes felt I was a bit lost. I managed to, I managed to do it. Um, but I'm not gonna lie, I did I did get a little bit of a help from a walkthrough. It was like especially later ones, like, where the fuck am I going? I've got no idea here. It is a game where I wish they had an in-game map. Like how hard would it be to yes. include an in-game dungeon map? Because you're right. I mean it's a game by color, you can't expect the corridor to look too drastically different from the other corridors. So you kind of don't always know where you're going in the beginning. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's I wish there was a map. <laughs> and later yeah, on I'm, where you need to figure out what dungeons to go to, to get to some of those dungeons can be a bit tricky to find them, never mind actually getting inside of them. Yeah, so that's the thing, trying to find out where the frick they are. A map would be great, and to say it can't be done, well, it can. Zelda games have always done maps. Right. You know, you could just do a 2D map. You don't have to put, like, a 3D map. Just put a 2D map, and it works. You know, that's one thing about Zelda, which makes it so good, is that when you get, like, a dungeon map, you go, okay, there's a room there, I'm in this other room. I must be able to get in there somehow. So I'll use a bomb. Oh, got in. And you just figure it out. That would have been great for the Shantae. It would have been absolutely fantastic. Would have yeah, it's definitely something I wish problems. they would have added in in the re-release. I don't think it was added to the re-release. If it is, I'm wrong. Then somebody tell me. But I wish they'd taken the opportunity to add stuff to the, the port on the Switch. Because a map is something I think they could have done fairly okay or easy. That would have made a dramatic difference to playing through this game, and definitely make yeah. it a, a more fun experience. It, oh, one hundred percent. It would have improved my. It would have improved it. And you said about there are some things you struggle to find when you need to find um, Rotty Tops. Like she is in like a it's like a caravan of like basically the zombies, 
And they don't explain how the hell to find that. It's it's not it like moves a around, town. right? Yeah, yeah, it moves around, and it just randomly appears in. Apparently, with the walkthrough, it just randomly appears in between these five screens at some point. And I was like, okay, so you just need to happen happen to stub, stumble upon it. I was, and there was no, it was just random. It was RNGs to get it. I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah, that part is annoying. How long did it take for you to figure out? Use a spider in the mountain area to climb up the back walls. That took me forever to figure out when I first played. There were some times I was like, I have no idea. Oh, bastard! Yeah, you need like, oh, dickhead. But yeah, because it doesn't. There's no web. It's not a web. Right. Um, You think, oh, I can just. How am I getting up there? Because the spider, when they first introduce it, it climbs up webs. It doesn't say it can just climb up normal freaking walls that look a little bit brown. I think, yeah. you know, sometimes, again, this is why you need to walk through. Maybe it's in the instruction manual. I don't know. It didn't have an instruction manual because that would have been bloody handy. But <laughs> Somehow I doubt great. it was in the manual. <laughs> These games are I, never oh, usually great with manuals and information. I would have. Oh, do you know what? I would have. I remember the old school manuals. Oh, they're so good. I've still got the old Pokemon manual from back in the day. and It's incredible. <laughs> it's just big, chunky thing. But when I eventually found this dancing caravan thing with the zombies, luckily I, 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 the guard had warned me, get you up, squids, because straight away, give it to the terrible mother and I can just go back there wherever I wanted. But you meet Rotty Tops and you have to do a race. And <laughs> yeah. that race was brilliant. Yeah, it was pretty interesting how they did it, yeah. But the only negative I'll say about it is it, so it basically tells you've got to jump you've got to jump or slide and again the animation's incredible but if you get one bit wrong you've lost the race yeah and that's that's the thing for a lot of the mini games where it it can be a bit punishing a bit more difficult there's like a dance mini game you can do for money for example and that's it's it's again ddr light and it shouldn't be as difficult as it is (laughs) and the payoff is very low at least with the race with roddy tops it's you need to do the race you have to win so maybe they don't make it as, as hard as it. Although you can repeat that race, I think. Yeah, you can yeah, repeat you the can race, repeat yeah. Does yeah, she do anything she's for not, repeating it? I don't think so. I was going to say, if you lose, she doesn't. she's meant to eat you. you know, but yeah. I don't think that happens. <laughs> so she's like, oh, well, that's the end of the game. You know, It's a one-time thing. But then, yeah, I wrote down in my notes, mini-games, men throwing money at Shantae. It's like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> different time. <laughs> different time. It's a different time. It is a very different time. But again, you know, it it was very tongue in cheek, and yeah. you can get offended over that or or not. I think it's part of the whole thing. Um, but I can honestly see. I really can see why Shantae was wanted for Smash. I and I probably back it now. Now playing a Shantae game, I'd back that. Yeah, I love Smash and. I like the idea of, of certain indie characters getting some time in the spotlight with the wider audience. Like, I love how Shovel Knight, for example, is in pretty much everything as a cameo character. I, I'd like to yeah. see some of that for Shantae, for sure. And I hope it's something they can get an opportunity to do more games in the future, because it is a great character. I think if they did another Smash Brothers, I think if there was... An, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get another one, but if we did, I think characters like Shantae are a shoo-in. I really think Shantae's in. Um, have to be, because you're like, who else Who else could there be? Um, I think Shantae... Oh, God, I'll put the knight in from Hollow Knight. Oh, God, I'd lose it if he was in. <laughs> Just make him a me skin. Yeah. 
God, at least, at least awesome. you got like yeah, a me costume. At least there was that. So there's, there's at least, some yeah, and they there. put the tunes in. At least they put them in, which was great. Now there was one bit which I was a bit like, eh, and it was the final boss against Risky. And whilst I love the boss fight itself, in sense of like how it all set up, and I found I was like, why can't I hit her? Like I just could not hit her. Oh, the hitbox, yeah. Well, I was whipping her and it wasn't doing anything, but I think you can only hit her. It wasn't clear when I can hit her. I was like, yeah, I eh. think it's only certain points in the fight, I think. But the main thing is to avoid her main attacks and then kind of get in there and get a couple hits in. It was hot. It was a. I, I used all my vials, everything. And I actually watched a video later on of someone doing this and they used the animal forms. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Yeah, I think animals, if you use help. it's the spider's spitting poison. I think that one is kind of a a cheese tactic to take her down real quickly. Is that because is that because it's a projectile? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that would make it so much easier because she doesn't give you much of a chance. Like she hits and she hits hard as well, and she's fast and hard. But I thought out of all the bosses that had a bit of, I don't know if if I'd figured out how to hit her easier, but there actually felt like there was some threat. In that boss, well, it definitely was because I nearly died, but it actually felt memorable. I, I, I yeah. took that boss away and went, I actually really enjoyed that boss fight. I was wondering what they would do for the final boss because before that sequence, you have the Tinker Tank, which basically is a, a puzzle, I guess, as you have to go inside this golem or, or machine yeah. and break a few gears and break the stones. I was worried that might be the final boss encounter. I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, I'm so glad there's actually I... a fight with Risky. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is the final boss. This is a bit crap. It's been building to all this. But then, yeah, you have to fight Risky. I was like, okay, that's that's made it a lot better now. Great. I, I was definitely with that one for sure. So I thought, like, as it's as a game, because I think we've covered most things. I think the characters are good. The music was good. Yeah, there are some elements that are you know, problems. But again, it looks like they've ironed those out when it comes out. And I think you, from what you're basically saying is that when it comes to going forward, there's, there's a great difference. And you going back for you is very jarring. Oh, yeah. The game has evolved so much over, over the last couple entries. Uh, like even Half Gene Hero, to be honest with you, is not even really a Metroidvania. It's more of a platformer, a, more of a pure platformer. There is some going back, backtracking, but it's it's not like the original game was. Um, you mentioned music. Mm. So do you, if, you, if you like the music, the guy who did this was Jake Kaufman. And he's mm. not done all of the series, but he's done most of it. But he's the same guy who did um, Shovel Knight. I don't know if you played Shovel Knight. Mm. I've played some Shovel Knight, yeah. Okay, so he got to start doing video game remixes. Like, he's he's about, he's a fan of games. That's where he came from, making fan music. And then he got to start doing Game Boy titles. But I love what he did with Shantae. I love how his, his career has evolved over the years. Like, to see what he did back with Shantae versus what he's doing now with like half genie hero like he's his style has evolved so much and it's just freaking epic he's he's a great composer he's one of my favorites i didn't even realize he was the shovel knight composer until recently and then now that i listen to the two soundtracks back to back like oh you definitely you can hear his voice in those you can definitely hear his works and that's the thing you know i i've mentioned this before it got asked on a previous episode in on the show like basically what is your favorite boss music and i i said what it was and because music can make or break a game if you've got terrible music then you don't feel like you're in the atmosphere 
Yeah. But if you've got good music, it can sink you right in. And I think the, the music here, it got me. I, it was very, it was very good. It was very uplifting, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And like the the music again, I'm I'm continually, I'll always be impressed with the sound that comes out of the Game Boy hardware. I don't know how Nintendo made this hardware sound as good as it does. It should not, by all rights, sound this good, right? Like we no. said this before, I think in the Link's Awakening episode. The, the tracks that can come out of this small device are just really amazing. Far better than, I think, what comes out of the Game Gear or the Lynx. Oh, the good old Game Gear. Well, when you think about, like, where the Game Boy came from, like, the original Game Boy was was not was only meant to play Tetris. But then you get, like, then, it's like, obviously, look, Nintendo look at it and go, oh, we've got an absolute banger of a console. We can just do right. everything with it. And then, yeah, to produce crackers like they did. And then, obviously, with the Game Boy Color, it was just like, Jesus, and yeah, the Game Gear. Oh, I haven't covered a Game Gear game yet, but I will do at some point. I did. I've still got my original Game Gear. It's somewhere. <laughs> I never got rid of it. I think batteries have been chewed through on the Game Gear over the years. <laughs> That's because all I remember. Honestly, the Game Gear. yeah, the batteries. I think it's like it had four, eight batteries, and it basically just put them in. You get like ten minutes of gameplay, and it's like I'm done. Bye. Yeah. It's just brutal. That's why I always like the Game Gear or the Game Boy. I think the the one I had originally was four batteries, and then the Game Gear Color yeah. was two. And it just you got hours of fun out of that machine. Like it's just, I know it wasn't backlit, and that's fine. But what they did with the hardware and the color screen was still quite quite good. See, I tell you what, kids, you think you've got it hard today. You've got no fucking idea how bad <laughs> we adults had it as we were gamers. You go back and play a Game Gear. Go back and play that, and then come to me and moan. Go play the original Game Boy, not an emulator. Just go play the Game Boy with four batteries and darkness, and have fun. <laughs> and come back and bitch us. And when you're in the car journey, and you're hoping your parents go on the motorway because you get a little bit of light every few seconds, or the fr- highway, freeway, whatever you, everyone else calls it. You're like, oh, light, oh, br- oh, oh, light, oh. That, that's how we felt as gamers. Back in my day, we had a backlight and we had a magnifying glass. That's how we played our Game Boy games. <laughs> Freaking magnifying glass! Oh yeah, the thing that went on the top. Oh, the it dreams. Was so terrible. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. But it was. We didn't think anything of it. Could you imagine if you'd given us a Nintendo Switch from a Game Boy? I think my head would just go. It would just explode. Well, can you imagine Nintendo releasing an accessory like this today? A magnifying glass to make the screen on the Switch bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. They should just is, do that as a There is a device move. that, that uh, a third party just released or is is releasing. And it's basically it's basically a screen and you slot your switch inside of the screen and attach your, your controllers to the side of this larger screen. So it reminds me of that back in the day. It's how unnecessary Ugh. of an accessory this is. It's a, it's a screen you dock your switch into to make it bigger in your hands. Ugh. That, yeah, that's just awful. that's not and the thing is the switch isn't a big well the switch is a tiniest console but then when you put the handholds on it becomes a bigger console it's weird that it's like that depth perception it's like oh this isn't it's actually quite big but then you get it out it's like oh actually no the the, the tablet's quite small but yeah. i don't want to make it any bigger no not no no bigger please i want my switch a bit smaller now but that's not going to work because <laughs> everyone's the super switch too which I imagine will be able to do your washing or something like that. I think that's what everyone's expecting it to do. God, I mean, as long as the controllers don't drift, I'll be happy with it. But yeah, it's yeah, not like the back in the day. Like the out. Game Boy was sturdy. Like you could drop that thing. It would not break. Whereas nowadays I need a screen protector for my kid's Switch. Otherwise it gets scratched in a week. Like, yeah. 
it's just a different different generation of hardware for sure. It's not nearly as as solidly built as it used to be. Well, no, it's like everything, isn't it? Like I held a good old Nokia thirty two ten, and me and my mates. So when we were eighteen, we were in the pubs. We used to throw them across the pubs. <laughs> And like literally slide them across to see, A, who get them there fastest and how much damage could these things take. And they'd look at you and go, and what? What? what what's the problem? I don't, you know, you look at a modern day phone now, just looking at it can give it a scratch or break the screen. It's like, meh. It's Every ridiculous. time a phone slips from my hand, you hold your breath. Is it going to land face down or face up? <laughs> Even with a case on it, if it lands face down, oh. you're fucked. And that screen's cracked. The amount of, the amount of times, like, I, I, my phone slipped out of my hand. I caught it. But I, I swear to God, like, your whole body goes tense, like, shit, shit. All right, the amount of muscles I've pulled trying to get grab a phone. Because if you, it's like, yeah, old phones, you drop it, you go look at it, and it, it, it may as well give you a high five and go, yep, fine. This phone, yeah, if it goes face down, you're like, how much is this going to cost me? How much money? It's like, shit. Yeah. It's, like, it's oh. insane. It's just they don't make them like they used to. And I sound so old saying this, but they don't. <laughs> the Game Boy is something else. I never thought I'd be at that that time when I'd be saying game things like that, but I am. And I never thought I'd be the old man in the room who basically looks at Shantae squatted down and going, oh, they're bum waggling him. Well, I think that's inappropriate. <laughs> I think that's fucking terrible. <laughs> she doesn't need to waddle that ass whenever she's jiggling. How dare she? Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell, I've become old. Yeah, I try. I try and look at this kind of stuff. Where, when was this game made? What was the times like? And the spirit of the character. Like this is not, this is not like a, a sexy game. This is just a cute, fun character. That's all it is. And and it's not like she's the only one in this style. Like again, Betty Boop or Jessica Rabbit, right? That that fun style. And I know it's maybe a little bit different these days. Although they've been making Shantae games, the last few years, and nobody's really raised any issue with her as a hero. Like she's no, she's a strong I'm female s- character, all things considered, with sass, right, I'm and energy. So glad they're not cha- they've not changed the design because, like, you know, when you said about Jessica, I was thinking Lola Bunny. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> look at when Lola Bunny came out for the new Space Jam. I was like, "What have they done to you? What have they inflated they, the boobs? You? It's all ruined. It's all ruined. The the sass, the sexiness, it's gone. But with Shantae, <laughs> it remains. And I was like, I think." I think it would, if you took away Shantae's design or any of the design of the characters, I think it would have a really negative impact. It wouldn't work as much because I'm not saying you need big tits and small hips to uh, make a game. I'm not saying that, but I think the designs are fantastic. And I think, you know, that's part of their whole makeup now. But if you started like changing their portion sizes, it kind of wouldn't fit the style of the game. And I just right. think people would be yeah. like, oh, people would kick off straight away. No, and it's like even for the, the male characters, I mean, there's not as many in there, but Bolo, right? The lovable idiot with his, the way his hair is and his headband. Like you, it's, you can't change the characters too drastically. Otherwise, they, they definitely lose a lot of their charm, right? Even Roddy Tops, right? Yeah. <laughs> Has the boobs. You, Fine, cover them up yeah, a little oh, bit. Yeah. But that style, that character though, you can't change it too much. And like, again, it's it's not like these are like, submissive characters in any stretch they're very strong female characters and the the dialogue is well written for what there is and it's it's a good character yeah i think like look at bolo i think he's got a great character design i I think he's great i I would not change a thing with any of these characters It, it would just ruin them it would just absolutely ruin them and i like how they are 
I, I think they're great. Wow, I would use this character. I'm, I'm literally looking at some of these. Bear in mind, I am at the beginning of these, but I'm just looking at characters from the Shansei series. And yeah, each, every one of them has that anime feel. Do yeah. not change that at all. Um, I, but I think I love it. I, I will play more Shantae games for sure. There is no doubt I will. Shantae is a series where I will follow. And whilst I've not had the time to play Heart, the, the, the one you've been mentioning, I will go to it. 100% I will be going to it. Yeah, it's definitely a franchise I hope more people go through. And it's, like I said, it's, I know the Game Boy 1 can be a bit rough. It's also the oldest one. But it's interesting to see how far the series progressed from the Game Boy and how few franchises there are these days that started on the Game Boy, right? Forget forget Nintendo and Super Nintendo. This started on a handheld platform and is yeah. now on all the major plat- all the consoles. And it's just wild to see that. I hope this franchise gets more entries. I really do. No, so do I. I, I honestly really hope that it's there um, because I think it's great. I, I think it's an absolutely... Hang on. Obviously, I'm looking at some of these other characters. Did she have a friend called? Oh, she did have a friend called Sky, didn't she? Yes, she was. Um, She's in the Game Boy game as well. Not much of a role, but later on, she's she, you. Uh, you do have her in the other games. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think this is a great series. I, I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm looking at all these. I just love these designs. They're incredible. I want to play more of this now. I, I fuck Mario. I want to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into this. Uh, but no, I think it's it's a great series, and I, I, yes, it does have problems. But what first game doesn't? I think you know all first games have the little intricacies and little difficulties. But like I said, I've I've got gone through all my points. Have you got things you want else you need to bring up? No, I, mean, I think we've nailed it in terms of talking about this game. Yes, it has its issues, but it's such a quality platforming game. It's just a shame that it was an end of life title, and it's not just this game, but a lot of uh, systems when they're going under. The last few titles that release with those systems are often taking advantage of the whole hardware and doing some amazing stuff. And it's it sucks that they don't always get the attention or sales that you'd like them to get. So Shantae is definitely one I hope people pick up and play. It's on the Switch as a re-release. There's no reason not to pick it up. It's like 10 bucks at most. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, play it through other means, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but it's a great, <laughs> it's a great franchise. And it really is. Like I, I think back to when I was a teenager. A lot of these mascot platformer style things like Green Dog or Booger Man or Vector Man, like they, they don't exist anymore. No, nobody remembers no. any of those characters. They never got games. Shantae is one of the few that actually has a franchise behind it. And I think there's a good reason for that. 100% agree. I, I really hope this game goes strength to strength. And I kind of really wish now it does get the Smash Bros. representation because I think if it got that character, Jesus Christ, it would just blow up. And that's what the power of Smash Brothers can do. And we'll have a voice by Helena Taylor. I think that's the best thing for it, get <laughs> Helena Taylor involved. I think she'd be great for the character, you know, you know, and make sure they pay her well. Oh, God, I'm going to be so salty about that. For, that's just going to be a running joke on this show. Get Helena Taylor in. But if you had to score this out of 10, what would you be giving it? This is the first one. Because it's the first one, I'd probably say a 7. And I yeah. want people to play it, but I think it's a 7 out of 10 for me. I'm going to say that. I think it's a 7 out of 10. I think it can have points where it gets frustrating because you're traversing the overworld. But once you get the squid babies and you don't have to go past that certain patch every time, again, you back into the game and you can just carry on. So 7 for me, definitely. All right. Well, my friend, once again, I hope we go for nearly an hour over an old Game Boy game. So 
so that's what I mean. That's what this game can do. So, Jake, thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome again. Thanks for having me. It's always it's been a lot of fun doing this in Link's Awakening. Oh, we'll see you next time, my friend. Awesome. And that was Shantae for the Game Boy. Thank you very much to all of you for listening. Thank you very much, Jake. I really do appreciate you coming to join me. I'll see you all next week for episode 50 where I return from my holidays. And I cannot wait. It's going to be a banger. Episode 50. We're going to make it. But until then, take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.